You're listening to Western Sydney Health Check, a podcast talking all things health, providing current and accurate healthcare information for the community and our staff. I'm Sia. And I'm Harrison. And we'll be taking you through this podcast. Welcome everyone to another week on Western Sydney Health Check. Today we are joined by Westmead Hospital physiotherapist Harriet Esterman. Harriet joined the hospital in 2015 as a first year graduate and soon gravitated toward intensive care. She is a passionate clinician who has presented lectures around the district and at various conferences and is currently involved in mentoring first year physiotherapy graduates. As if that's not enough, she's also participating in various research projects. Harriet, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming here. Really appreciate it. So first of all, I just wanted to start by thanking you and your team for all the work that you're doing during this pandemic. But I guess the question for a lot of people is, uh, what has been a physiotherapist's role with COVID-19? I think it's actually a great question because a lot of people don't actually know what the physiotherapists have been doing in regards to COVID-19. Um, I'd firstly like to say that majority of people do know what a physiotherapist does in general, and I'd like to give a huge shout out to the musculoskeletal physios, particularly my outpatient colleagues, because they've really gotten the physiotherapy name out there. But what I get asked all the time is what is what does an acute physiotherapist actually do? What do you do in ICU? What do you do in respiratory? And I guess we cover so much ground, but one of the main things we do is help patients and people with their lungs. And so that's from things such as helping with their breathing, helping them with their coughing, helping them clear secretions, so their mucus off their chest, um, and also even things like breathlessness techniques, um, which we've had to deal with some of the um, COVID-19 patients. So I always joke about this, but we're probably the only people in the world actually asking patients with COVID-19 to cough. (laughs) Yeah, I think you probably would be, definitely. So let's make it personal then, shall we? Obviously, the start of this year, life started to change for everybody. What changes did you see and when did you first start to think, hang on a sec, I'm going to be involved in treating COVID-19 patients? I think it probably stems back to probably February, March, when we started to see all the changes happening globally around the world, which I guess was quite frightening to see initially. Um... I guess I'm really lucky to work in such an amazing department that as soon as we started seeing that, that we worked really closely as a team um, to work out what our response was going to be from a physiotherapy point of view. So we worked out um, how we were going to split the team in case there was a surge or in case uh, a lot of our physios were going to have to help nursing staff or the doctors with patients in ICU and then how we can help manage the rest of the hospital as well. Because obviously the hospital, hospital at Westmead in particular is huge, that we can't have all of our physios managing the COVID-19 patients um, and we still need to have a presence elsewhere. So I think it was around about that time and ever since then we've been working on policies, procedures, we, as I'm sure everyone else is. Um, but not only that, we've been upskilling physios in the department that have been working I'll have worked in ICU in the past or recently, just in case we do get that surge, then we can implement them into ICUs to help us manage and deal with the COVID-19 patients. Um, I myself, I'm predominantly in ICU and respiratory at the moment, but I've even been upskilled in a technique such as proning. And what proning is, is actually helping patients um, get turned onto their stomach while they're on the ventilator, so while they're needing life support. Um, And this is actually a really gruelling difficult job, as you can imagine with these patients that have attachments everywhere, plus they're on life support, it can take up to 10 people just to turn them over. But from all the studies across 
uh, particularly in Europe, I believe, um, they're finding that with the patients that are really, really severe and really sick with COVID-19, that by flipping them onto their stomach for periods of time in the day, um, they're able to actually get better and get better ventilate, better ventilation and oxygen to their lungs. So there's lots of things happening and I'm sure there'll be lots more. But I think from our department, we've done a really good job in preparing for what's to come. Yeah, that just sounds so busy. Um, but Very busy. Yeah, very amazing work that you're doing. Could you tell me a little bit about some of the interactions that you've had with patients, some of the work that you've been doing hands-on and yeah, just some of those stories working with these sick patients. So uh, I've seen patients in the COVID ICU and then I usually follow them up to the ward once they get moved out. And also if patients aren't needing ICU, but they're in the COVID ward, I manage them there as well. Um, and so initially, as I was saying before, when patients get taken off life support, acute physiotherapists usually help patients with how to cough. So I've been dealing and asking patients to work out their cough effectiveness to make sure they can actually clear secretions, because if they don't clear these secretions, then they're only going to get sicker and have the risk of getting put back onto life support again. Mm. Um, not only that, uh, we help rehabilitate them, which is one of the things I absolutely love doing. And someone even reminded me of this the other day, that if you're on bed rest for a week, you can lose up to 40% of your muscle strength, which is insane. Wow. And so as you can imagine, some of my patients who've been on bed rest for two months in ICU what their functional ability is like. So we have to start really, really slow. And by saying that, we literally just help them to sit up on the edge of the bed. Usually it takes two to three physiotherapists. We sit them on the edge, see if they can tolerate that. And then it gives us a guidance on how we can progress them. Um, so not only that, we then can then work out when we can start standing them, when we can transfer them into a chair, and then when we can start walking, which is one of the key things that patients want to do. Um, mm. And so it's really rewarding to be able to help patients in a functional and also in a chest point of view. So we're talking about patients who probably walked into the hospital and then they wake up and suddenly they need help to even sit up. Is that right? Yes. So as you can imagine, that'd be a huge shock coming in, being fully able bodies, presenting to emergency, and then waking up two months later, not knowing where you are, in a room that's where you're isolated and you can't walk, you can't move, you can barely lift your arm, you can't even wave. I think it makes a huge impact on the patient um, from a obviously a physical point of view but a mental health point of view as well. Mm, yeah, that is just stunning. How does that feel for you being personally responsible for caring for these patients who've had the whole world just turned upside down? I actually take a lot of pride in my management of these patients in particular, but not just the COVID-19 patients, but other patients that have had to go through this experience. But I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. I have a really, really good team where we work really closely together to help these patients moving. Because as I said before, they can barely move. So I would not be able to lift these patients up by myself. Um, and so by a few of us, we're actually able to facilitate um, their functional ability to get better. Um, I do think though that it's really important to get patients to trust you and to be able to build that rapport. And so in this COVID-19 pandemic, as everyone's aware, there's a lot of stuff in the news about PPE and your personal protective equipment. 
And I think that's actually one of the biggest barriers I've had with patients because mm. usually we wear the standard gown and gloves as you would in ICU or other parts of the hospital. But at the moment you're having to wear gown, glove, mask, goggles, uh, even a cap if you're in ICU, which can be really confronting for someone to see when the only thing they can see is your eyes. So mm. what something I've been doing is actually tapping and knocking on their window um, that separates you and the patient, giving them a wave, smiling, and also um, saying hello because you might be their only contact or one of their minimal contacts for that entire day. So I think it's really important to be able to build that rapport and build that trust to then help them to rehabilitate. And I love doing that because, as you can see, I, I love a chat and I love to have a bit of a joke and a lot of fun with my patients. Um, and so being a part of their recovery is really, really rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like that would be so valuable just any kind of human interaction when you're in isolation with a disease like that. So we've heard a lot of the, the challenges. What are some of the positives that you've seen? What are some of the, the happy moments that have stuck with you this year? So I think two of my absolute favorite moments, which I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life. Uh, one of them was a lady who's only 51 in ICU. She's been in ICU for over two months. I think we're getting over the 75 days now. She's been extremely sick with COVID-19, uh, requiring to be on life support for, I think, over 60 of those days, also wow. requiring a machine that would work for her lungs. Um and as you can imagine, being in bed for that long, she was severely deconditioned. And last week we were able to stand her up for the first time with three physios and the nurse. And the look on her face was just pure joy that she was able to stand up. She had this grin that literally went from ear to ear. It was one of the best moments I've ever had as a physio. Um, and not only that, for her husband to be able to see that as well, because she's now been deemed negative with COVID. So she can actually have that interaction with her family too. Um, one of the other moments which I've loved is a patient that I followed through from ICU through to the ward. We helped him, helped rehabilitate him from a functional point of view to get him to a level where he was safe to go home and to be able to walk at home. Um, and when he was also deemed to be cleared from COVID-19, his family were allowed to come. And this is a gentleman who hadn't seen his family in two months. So I happened to be there when the family came and saw the, him reunite with his son and his wife. And it's hard not to get a bit teary when you see things like that, because it's just a beautiful moment. And I said, these two moments will stick with me for the rest of my life. Mm, I can imagine as well, the relationship we would have with those patients working with them for weeks or maybe months, it must be such a personal bond that you form. You do. You actually um, get to know these patients really well. And I always do that with every single one of my patients is if I just try and get a little bit of information, whether that's just a, a smile for a second or they can tell me something amazing about themselves. I think that makes a huge difference with uh, building relationships to then help with rehab or what you want to do as a physiotherapist or any practitioner for that matter. So the lady I was speaking about before who we stood up for the first time last week, I actually found out through asking her questions and getting to know her that she used to be a famous opera singer. And you just don't find out things like that if you don't talk to patients and get to know them a little bit. Yeah, and I guess knowing that really helps with being able to care for them as well. Oh, definitely. How about uh, the rest of the staff, the allied health staff? How have they been feeling in treating patients with COVID-19? You know, has there been any anxiety about the disease or anything? I think within our department, there has been a bit of anxiety as there has been throughout the whole hospital and through society. Um, but 
as I said before, we are really lucky in our physio department that it's so supportive that we've been able to help people with any sort of anxiety or questions about what is going on. We keep our department up to date with everything that's happening on the wards, which I think helps put people at ease, which is nice. Um, not only that, we've been, as I said, we've been running uh, education sessions, we've been retraining people into ICU so they feel confident if they did have to work and also identifying people who don't feel confident and don't want to be made to work in somewhere like ICU when they're not going to be confident at any point and then we can work out, well, what's their role going to be if we did get a surge. Uh, something else that I think is really important that we've been telling people is that it's always okay to ask for help. And I have reiterated that over and over again to people that I've been working with, whether that be physios or other staff members or other healthcare workers. So I think it's so important just to have someone to be like, are you okay? How are you feeling about all of this? Um, just to be that support for everyone. Because it is, it's a frightening and scary time out there. And without that support, um, I think it'd be really hard for people to get through. And I think I love making things a little bit more fun and even interacting with the other physios. So we even organized for a donut drop from Krispy Kreme to come to the <laughs> department to sort of build up the morale and make everyone feel a bit better. And just say a big thank you to everyone because everyone's working so hard at the moment that mm. I think just a little thanks like that just make, goes a long, long way. And with the lockdown as well, I guess people aren't able to see their friends and family as much. The relationship you have with your colleagues has become more important than anything this year. Yeah, that's actually very true. I was wondering as well, uh, you mentioned that uh, intensive care isn't for everyone, um, especially there would be many staff that wouldn't feel comfortable there. What is it that drew you to that kind of care? That's a great question. I think uh, when I started as a new grad at Westmead, I absolutely loved working with patients with cystic fibrosis in particular and working in the intensive care unit. And so I kind of got drawn to working with patients to help them clear their lungs because I think as a physio we play such a huge role and it is so rewarding to be able to give patients um, the ability to either work independently to help manage their own lungs um, and also their breathing breathlessness and um, how much they're able to cough up and as I said before the rehabilitation is just amazing and watching the change of patients from a functional point of view but a mental health point of view when they actually start getting going and moving and being able to say well I actually helped that patient do that it's an amazing professor pr profession I should say yeah that also sounds really rewarding I'm wondering with COVID-19 restrictions this year have you had to make changes to care in other parts of the hospital or other ways you're looking after patients as well? Luckily, we've been really fortunate that we haven't had a large number of patients with COVID-19 that we've had to make a huge impact on the physio department and how we run our day-to-day -day life. Uh, I think the the main thing is that we've just done a lot of preparation for if we do get a surge or if we do get a lot of patients with COVID-19 coming in. Uh, another thing that a lot of people don't know about is that we actually, our physiotherapy service runs 24 seven. So we've got physiotherapists that run on the weekend and we also have a night physiotherapy service that runs from 2 PM till about 10 30 at night. And then they're on call from 10 30 till 8 AM. So with all this in play, that's all still running, but we also have the ability to uh, implement our strategies to help with COVID-19 if required. Okay. So outside of intensive care, 
around the hospital in general, what's some of the other kind of work that physios are doing day to day? Ah, oh, physios do heaps. We do lots of stuff. Um, some of the main things is that we help people get walking and make sure that they're safe. Uh, we do a lot of things with falls prevention. As I mentioned before, we do a lot of stuff with helping patient with their lungs. Uh, on the wards, we also can do things like assessment of patients' joints, muscles, bones, uh, which is also plays a huge role in helping patients get home. Um, from a musculoskeletal point of view, so we've got outpatient physios who see people that people commonly know. So if you've sprained your ankle and or you've hurt your muscle, you go and see the physio to help get that better. So we've got a really great team down in outpatients that focus on that. Um, we also have rehabilitation physiotherapists specifically, and we've got quite a few different types of rehabilitation areas within the hospital. And as I said before, we've got the night physiotherapy service, um, which runs uh, at all times in the year. So we really cover a lot of ground. So Usually you see, see the teal shirts running through the crowds <laughs> off, off to a different ward. If you're lost in the hospital, just ask somebody in a teal shirt. Exactly. <laughs> you know the place like the exactly. back of your hand. Thank you so much, Harriet. This has been really insightful. We're almost out of time, but are there any final insights or, or words of encouragement you'd like to share with our listeners? I think I'd just like to say I am so proud to be part of the physiotherapy service. I think we play such a huge role, not only in COVID-19, but with all patients and outpatients that come through the hospital. And I think we have just done such an amazing job all together, physios, nurses, doctors, speech pathologists, social workers, everything to be able to manage this pandemic. And I think we're going to be even stronger when we come out of all of this by working together now. And my great grandpa always used to say to me, which I stick with me all the time, is that if we worry too much, our legs will get skinny and our stockings will fall down. And that's a bad look. So we don't want to do that. So that's why we need to keep supporting each other so that we don't worry and we don't stress and we can get through this and we can get through anything. Wise words indeed. Harriet Esterman, thank you so much for joining us on Western Sydney Health Check today. Thank you for having Thanks me. Thanks for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is produced by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.